0: Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's third Tuesday Go to Natchitoches show. Uh, we love Natchitoches. I think anytime time that we can go there, we certainly do. It is the most historic city in the state of Louisiana and the Louisiana Purchase. It was founded in 1714. It's the original French colony and, as I was saying, oldest city in the state. It's also home to the Cane River Creole National Historical Park, which is the, actually the reason we went there in the beginning. And then we discovered the downtown is super cool, very historic. Then it's all part of the Cane River uh, National Heritage Area, it's also the final destination of the El Camino Real de los Tejas National Historic Trail so today we're going to talk about the american cemetery this cemetery is very historic they say it's the oldest one in louisiana maybe even the purchase i don't know but we have someone who can tell us all about it in mm. fact we've met scotty scotty williams uh works at the louisiana's sports mm. hall of fame which is right uh i mean you can just hop, skip, and a jump from the Visitor Bureau, the Natchitoches uh, Visitor Bureau right downtown across to the Sports Hall of Fame. This is um, quite a hall of fame. Even the architecture is incredible. And it's also connected to the Northwest Louisiana History Museum. So every month, uh, I think it's the first, uh uh-oh, Scotty will have to tell me. Scotty, is it the first Friday that you take everyone? First Friday, yes. First Friday, you need people on these tours. And as soon as I heard about them, I'm like, we have to do this and it has not happened yet so we are going will. to come back to Vienna and we're going to come back to Natchitoches well we you just say the word Natchitoches and we'll go you know <laughs> but it's the cemetery I don't know what it is but we really do go back to the cemetery every mm-hmm. time we come to Natchitoches what is going on there why are we drawn to this
1: cemetery <laughs> Well, when I was, uh, I was thinking about it this morning and I was trying to think about, okay, what if they asked me how big the cemetery is? I, I, I don't know an exact acreage on it. And so I looked it up and I thought, well, gosh, when you, when you compare it to some city blocks, it's not seven, eight, nine city blocks big. It's maybe only two or three Natchitoches city blocks. But when you're inside the cemetery and walking around, it feels a lot bigger. If there are any Doctor Who fans, it's like the TARDIS. It feels it's bigger on the inside. Uh, And you just sort of slowly walk around and you feel sort of separated from the rest of town and you can see a French grave from the 17 or 1800s and then turn around and there's a a more recent burial. So uh, there's sort of a connection between the past and the present that that happens when you're walking around the cemetery uh, and a little bit lost in time and space uh, while you go through.
0: And it is a part of the movie Steel Magnolias which was filmed in Natchitoches and written, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a true story from Natchitoches, you know? Yes,
1: uh, yes. So, so the the cemetery scene filmed in the American cemetery, uh, I think it's where they're sitting on the bench and uh, somebody, uh, Sally Field is encouraged to, to slap Weezer Boudreaux, Shirley MacLaine. Um, There is a memorial, you wouldn't call it a memorial, a, a monument uh, set aside that, you know, Recognizes the plate, the the cemetery's place in the movie. Uh, when I was in graduate school, I spent a couple of Halloween uh, seasons uh, leading a, a so-called haunted history tour that one of our local Cora. organizations put on. And whenever we walked past the the monument, I told people that it was a memorial to all of the Southern accents that were murdered during Steel Magnolias.
0: Oh, no. oh. <laughs> Well, actually, I like it was it. funny that I, I'm going to have. Well, no, it's yeah, funny. you know, so, OK, mm-hmm. so I have this book that Arlene from the Visitor Bureau yes. said we mm-hmm. had to have because I kind of got attached and Nancy's in the same thing. The, the American Cemetery, the oldest mm-hmm. cemetery in the Louisiana Purchase. So it's not just yep. Louisiana. It's the Purchase. Mm-hmm. Now, that's old. And it's a only, shrine to God in history written yes. by Payne Williams, which is your cousin, right?
1: My first cousin. Correct.
0: So what is going on with your family in this cemetery?
1: Uh, well, uh, so, <laughs> some of it comes from, from our grandfather. He was very okay. big into genealogy and doing family oh. research. And along the way, he was while he's researching our family, he's going to run into a lot of other people's history along the way. And I think uh, so when Payne was writing the book, I'm sure Papaw gave him some pointers on where to look for in- information about some of the people who were buried there.
0: So papaw mm-hmm. so everybody yes that's so, how you i say, it yes, I, I
1: say papaw, uh <laughs> rb williams judge rb mm-hmm. williams uh senior oh. who passed away in 2001.
0: oh wow mm-hmm. and papaw though you don't hear that across america just saying so <laughs> when you're talking about southern accents i'm like that's how you say
1: mm-hmm. it yes
0: papaw, papaw papaw all right so I like that. Mm-hmm. well this cemetery being the oldest in the louisiana purchase so let's just retrace our footsteps for those who don't know the louisiana purchase because this really stretched uh, a swath of land that is beyond Louisiana and that Mm -hmm. this kind of touches into the no man's land territory as well right Mm -hmm. because of no man's land wouldn't have existed without the Louisiana Purchase.
1: Correct the the Louisiana Purchase itself uh, for people who might not know happened in 1803. Uh, The American government wanted to buy basically New Orleans from Napoleon and Napoleon sold them New Orleans and a whole lot more Uh, It basically doubled the land area of the United States at the time. And the oldest permanent European settlement uh, in the entire Louisiana Purchase is Natchitoches. As you mentioned, 1714, Mm. uh, a Frenchman named Louis Juchereau de Saint-Denis left some troops behind. Did we let you
2: say that? See?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, after a while, it just rolls off the tongue. Uh, Mm. He left some troops behind, and they eventually started a fort here called Fort Saint-Jean-Baptiste and that's sort of the genesis of European colonization in this area. Native Americans, the Natchitoches and uh, Native tribe was here for a long time before that.
0: And there's powwows Hmm. coming up in November.
1: Uh, yes, I think so. November or um, December.
0: I could get it wrong, but go to Natchitoches.com, everybody. And it's N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S. Well Natchitoches. done.
1: I am impressed that you yes. got that so fast.
0: It's a <laughs> it's a Mickey Mouse thing. You when know, when people ask me about the
1: name, uh, I tell them it's a Native American word. It's spelled by the mm-hmm. French and it's pronounced by Americans. So it's just kind of a mess all the way.
0: No, listen, and and then there's Nacogdoches down the road for yes. me, which is the other part of the El Camino Real de las Tejas National yes. Historic Trail.
1: And and, and and Nacogdoches is the oldest city in Texas.
0: See, so it is. it's the it's the French who did it.
1: Yes, yes we, we can blame it all on the. They would have. They would have. <laughs> pronounced it nashi toast or something like yeah,
0: that yeah but we like french fries we so will be nice but <laughs> did they have anything to do oh. with that no but <laughs> no, i don't know but i want to go back to this fort in uh saint denis because that's okay. as close as i'm going to get to his name mm-hmm. but um we've been to the fort which is a state park and yeah. also a very prominent el camino real de los teos national historic trail that's where the trail was going to this mm-hmm. fort. now from what i've been reading and kind of checking out, and I don't know if I'm right, but where the fort is today and where the cemetery may have been in like opposite places or something the cemetery,
1: like that? The current location of the cemetery, I think was the site of the second French fort. Uh, the first one was burned down. Uh-oh. The French built another one. And the current, where the second fort was eventually sort of transformed into what's now the American Cemetery. Because I don't know if there was ever an official founding date for the cemetery, but there would have been burials on that site uh, uh, while the fort was there.
0: Now, some say St. Denis is buried at the fort. Uh,
1: I have heard that. I have also heard that he's buried uh, at the corner of Front Street and Church Street uh, in the historic district in town. I cannot say for sure where he is. It's possible either place.
2: He's that dude that walks at night from the cemetery to that <laughs> corner and back. He's, he's the dude that I
0: see paddle boarding on Cane River Lake yes, every time that, I go by.
1: That, that's a lot of dudes who walk back and that's forth past the cemetery dudes. at night. That's funny. Uh, but if, if he's buried in if he's buried in the middle of the historic district, I think he's got a clothing store on top of him right now.
0: Oh, oh wow. Oh, wow. He's playing <laughs> Are You Being Served? No, but anyway, that's a whole other British comedy thing. But... <laughs> so no, but this is when when you think about this history i mean we went to um bayou rapides uh the cemetery there okay and that's mm-hmm. also a very historic and and older cemetery mm-hmm. and they had um someone from the revolutionary war which mm-hmm. you don't normally see this far you know west yeah. you know we've we've done some of the east coast now on our travels uh, on our love your parks tour and i've decided mm-hmm. that we have to really focus on cemeteries because they are resting places, they are historic sites, and in a way, they're parks, because they're beautiful if they're being able to be maintained, yes. and we need to support them. But Revolutionary War you know, heroes and, and veterans, well, they're not veterans at that point, but being buried there. Um, in Alexandria, that I thought that was pretty impressive. Do you have any in in Natchitoches?
1: Uh, We do. We have at least. Well, we have at least two in the American Cemetery that I can think of. One See, of the they prudums, can't
0: just have one. You have to yes. have two. Now, one of
1: the <laughs> has been marked by the SAR oh. and DAR. Uh, the DAR. Mm-hmm. The most the most well known one uh, that you might that you might have heard of is Pierre Matoyer.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He was part of the Galvez
1: troops during the American Revolution. Uh, At the time, Louisiana was owned by Spain and Governor Bernardo Galvez put some troops from Louisiana together and fought a few battles trying to harass the British because it was always fun to harass the British, but also to get on (laughs) the good side of the Americans in case they won the revolution. So uh, they sort of kicked the the British out of Louisiana uh, at uh, maybe Baton Rouge Hmm. and New Orleans. I think they also fought at Mobile and at least one other place. That's, so why, spice in. That. That's mm-hmm. why spice came
0: part That's why spices is in the cooking really is because the British exactly. don't want the spice. <laughs> no, just saying no, oh I'm they gonna get in trouble. the spice. I well uh-oh. you know we're just saying from way back when there wasn't that much spice in that food. But but um when you when you go back to the Matoyers, uh, that is Melrose Plantation History, and yes. you mentioned uh, Prudhomme's and Prudhomme's. that goes back to Cane River Creole National Historical Park because mm-hmm. their bicentennial farm is there at Oakland yes. Plantation. The,
1: the Prudhams, uh mm. owned, oak, owned and worked uh, Oakland for over 200 years, and as far as I can wow. tell, they never threw anything away, which was of great help to us at the yes. museum when we were mm. opening, opening up our regional history section. Uh, we have a lot of things on loan from the National Park Service that the, the Prudhams were kind enough never to let go of. For, for well, you know, when you go, uh,
0: well, that's what was so interesting about going to the plantation to Oakland plantation was, you know, here's this, you know, big plantation. And of course, there's, you know, Elvin Shields home, uh, family home there, oh, yeah. you know, the, mm-hmm. the crop share home and um, there's all of these things to experience and then going underground and I, I mean there's just not underground but under the house um, mm-hmm. where slaves were kept so there's all sides of history on this land uh, yes. Melrose Plantation is also very fascinating that way uh, but and and Magnolia on the other side of the Cane River mm-hmm. Creel Historical Park but at Oakland what I thought was fascinating is here's this plantation and then you go in the kitchen and you're like in the fifties suddenly. And it's yes, like, they, I
1: think they- That's they, wild. Uh, they interpret it up through the 1960s with you mentioned the kitchen, but also when you're on the house tour walking around you see, oh, there's this antique thing here. And oh, there's this old painting of the first person to grow cotton on mm-hmm. large scale in North Louisiana. Oh, and there's a television. Yeah, what mm-hmm. the heck? You're supposed <laughs> it's, to stop. Yes, <laughs> you're not it's, allowed it, to it, progress. It, by but, the way, <laughs> uh, but, but when you consider their their interpretive uh, plan, it goes up through the '60s. So the the the, the that's TV so does funny. fit. Yes.
0: And I the mean, bottle garden, we love the bottle
1: garden. Oh, that's really yes, cool.
0: that's really. Cool. And the different shapes they arrange
1: everything. In.
2: Yeah. Yes, no, no, that it. the bottle garden inspired us to make a border. Around part of our flower beds with bottles dug into the earth, with just a corner sticking out, it was really pretty. Mm-hmm. And, and we and have. So, been and so, for your listeners,
1: this connects to the American Cemetery because a lot of the the people related mm-hmm. to Oakland Cemetery, uh, Oakland mm-hmm. Plantation, are buried in their own enclosed space in the American mm-hmm.
0: Cemetery. Hey, is the race car driver just because you're in the yeah. Louisiana Don, Sports Hall of Fame? Is the Prudhomme race car driver Don related the to the Prudhomme? Prudhomme family don't in louisiana i we keep don't wanting know. to ask arlene and people about this because and we keep forgetting and now now we're like finally yeah yeah gotta look i'm this not sure up.
1: i've heard of
0: him.
2: Hmm.
1: <gasps> And oh,
0: he
2: was called this up don the snake prudeau yeah because <laughs> <laughs> he weaved in and out yeah because yeah. Yeah. So, he he could pass people mm-hmm. no, i don't know okay. why i know that but, I but do. yeah
0: so i mean i wonder <laughs> if it's because the Prudhomme family is pretty prominent right and you know it, uh,
1: in, in this area there they they've been here for a very long time um i mm-hmm. think when you go back and look at like some of the baptismal records or something uh hmm. early 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 on they showed up
0: then the matoya family from melrose plantation well mm-hmm. this that's a mul- there, there's multiple people there right that's yes. that's a big deal so, so, okay. Yeah. So I would have thought some would be at St. Augustine.
1: A they lot of them right are. Pierre, so Pierre is in the American Cemetery. I think oh. his children with Maritrez, Quan mm-hmm. on down, most of them are probably either at St. Augustine or down in the Melrose, Albreville area, or since then they have spread out all over the country. I don't mm-hmm. know if any of Pierre Trez's children are in the American cemetery. Uh, some people think that Marie Therese is in the American cemetery. We don't have a marked grave for her. Mm-hmm. My hunch has always been that she was buried at St. Augustine, but that's just my hunch. Uh, a friend of mine who knows a lot more about it than I do thinks that she's at another cemetery farther mm-hmm. south down in Na- in Natchitoches Parish. So mm, we wow. talk about Marie Therese at the Ameri- on the American Cemetery Tour because she is a huge, huge, huge part of Pierre Mottoir's story. They had 10 children together. Uh, their wow. second son, their well, their first son, Augustine founded St. Augustine Church and he's buried in the most prominent part of the cemetery behind that church, St. Augustine Cemetery. His second son st- uh, built the big house at Melrose. So they're part of the Melrose story which then connects them to the Henry family uh, or, or the, uh, the Herzog family, then the Henry family and, and Cammie Henry and Clementine Hunter. And wow. Cammie Henry uh, is also buried in the American cemetery. Cammie
0: Henry is yes. amazing. We need to do a show just on her. <laughs> you know, we went to the gene- genealogical library. Am I yes. saying it right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I couldn't believe the books they pulled out of her scrapbooks. Mm -hmm. and yet you know you couldn't touch it without gloves kind of thing you
1: you went to the archives up at nsu
0: yeah oh my god oh my god i mean this was stuff that she (laughs) kept crazy she basically i feel like she was the caretaker of history of natchitoches when Mm -hmm. she was there what was going on and she had like like the almanac and funny thing like there's some Mm -hmm. funny stuff in there like she's funny She's got a sense of humor, you know, and she, she kind of kept all the gossip too.
1: She put together cool. about 256 scrapbooks, and wow. she just items that she thought was interesting, things of note, uh, newspapers, magazines. Uh, she would put them wow. uh, in her scrapbooks, and they were eventually bound into actual books. If you go to Melrose Plantation today, the gift shop is called the Bindery Gift Shop. It's where her scrapbooks mm. were bound into actual books. And like you said, uh-huh. they were eventually donated to the library at Northwestern State University, which is why on the third floor the archives are named after her, the Kennedy G. Henry Research Center. Mm, she's
0: and she's amazed. buried with
1: she is buried with some other Henrys uh, in their own section of the American Cemetery.
0: Oh, see now I need to come back. Okay, so I have questions about cemeteries in general because, and I'm okay. sure you get these, you know. And I think this is great that you're taking a tour because you may be fascinated and not know how to do genealogy properly. I mean, I'm just learning to say it properly. I'm just Mm -hmm. kidding, but I actually can't. But when you go to a, a cemetery, like, where do you start? What are you looking for? But you're drawn to go there because it is fascinating. And some we've been to some like Eastern Pennsylvania was insanely crazy. Like the American bandstand dude was there. So there's all these famous people and people that maybe. Not necessarily famous, but would be forgotten if the cemeteries didn't let no let people know that they were buried here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then there's some cemeteries we've been to. We were in Coldwater, Michigan, and we still have and we didn't have time. We were told right before we were leaving town that this horse is buried in the cemetery Mm -hmm. and he was one of the horses that fought over 12 wars in the civil war and was bred there and this little part of michigan and i mean little Mm. was like the place of breeding horses for the civil war Mm -hmm. who knew that that even happened and i'm going oh my god we got to go well there's two sides of the cemetery like Mm. a, a road is splitting both sides And we're driving around and we didn't have time to do it. And we actually left without seeing this. We couldn't find it. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, I have to go back to go back. I'm sick about it because we actually have a whole thing that we're doing on horses across America. And I'm like, that's the thing. So we never found it. And so where are we as in going to understand how to interpret a graveyard because some of the historic ones, like you, you just, there's uh, some are, marks, some are, like, mm-hmm. how do you even start?
1: Well, in thinking about cemeteries <laughs> yeah, in general, I, I, yeah, I, I, would go, I would go with the cemeteries or outdoor museums. And so mm-hmm. some of the things that I would do, do or not do in a museum, I would do or not do in a, in a cemetery. Uh, you okay. know, one thing, one thing, I wouldn't make a lot of noise. I wouldn't touch anything. Some people mm-hmm. like to go and, and sit on gravestones or, or or walk over graves, and and I don't like to do that sort of thing, both from a preservation standpoint and a, a personal respect kind of what thing. What about people wrong, that but, do these but, but rubbings? But that's also but There's... that's also a personal thing and a cultural thing. There are other people okay. uh, in different places who treat it entirely differently, and that's up to them. Uh, it I would how I would approach each cemetery might depend on. Uh, who runs it, not in terms of status, but in terms of organization. If it's a national Mm. cemetery, and I know that um, things are gonna be very orderly, I can approach things that way. Or if they have a way to look up who's buried where, a map, Mm. uh, Mm. that helps out a lot. But sometimes you just run across a little community cemetery, and it's maintained Mm. by the locals or, or not maintained by the locals. And you just sort of alter your expectations on what you're gonna see in the site based on that. Uh, every now and then somebody would ask, well, what's your, what's your favorite grave marker? And mm. I don't really know if I have a favorite one. You know, I, I like it when you go to New Orleans and you see the huge tombs, or if you go to Natchez City Cemetery, which is 110 acres of amazing you know, monuments and statuary. But I also mm. like seeing a grave from you know 1932. That's for a child who died early, and you can tell that it was a homemade grave, uh, a marker Aww. just made by people who were trying to do the who best cared. they could yeah, at that cared. point in their lives for their loved one who had just yeah. died. So the you, you're the you find different types of meaning in different types of places, but every cemetery, mm-hmm. every graveyard, whatever you want to call it, uh, was set aside for a specific purpose and we, we say that they're for burying the dead but they're also for the living to go visit and remember mm. and learn and think about their relation to the people who are buried there.
2: We were in a cemetery in South Africa I believe it's called Pilgrim's Rest and the part the people who were deemed uh, criminals were buried with their, I'm gonna get those. They were okay. the other way around. And their, feet, their feet pointed east, where everybody else, their head pointed east.
0: Or something like, like that. They're buried the wrong they way were buried they were criminals. Yes, so, yes.
1: so in, in some places you would bury people. So that when they rose on Resurrection Day, they would be facing east, sort of like you flip you, you put them up on a lever and when they were lever, levered up on Resurrection wow. Day, they would be facing east so that they could see Jesus coming again. So I, it maybe if you didn't like those people you might not you might bury them backwards. You married so that them back home so they could never
2: go to heaven yeah and and then there was the um, So we're fighting
0: over heaven already
2: like (laughs) yeah and then there was the african thing of um being buried without your shoes so you can't walk to heaven Mm
0: -hmm. those two things yeah we have a saying like if you're mad at someone you say don't mess with me i will kill you and i will eat your feet and yeah. that means I will kill you and not let you go to heaven. So like it's the that's the ultimate attack words. Like that's it. Don't yeah, mess with me. If a bar brawl happens, that's the saying you use. Oh.
1: Oh.
0: And leave your mother Sorry, out Lisa. of it too. Right. No, but that's and, the truth. That's that's and, the absolute truth. That's you know, what they used to yeah, say. As,
1: yeah, as you go, and you'll see different uh be, burial practices are one thing, but you know, what people write on graves, how they decorate yeah. graves. Mm. Um, how they commemorate their lo- their loved ones, that changes, you know, over time, it changes regionally, it mm-hmm. changes culturally, there's a lot of different yeah. ways that you can end up interpreting things as you walk through, um, and That's earlier true. you asked, where do I start when I go to a cemetery? Yeah. It, it might depend if I'm looking for a specific something, but if that cemetery is what I'm doing that day, I walk through the gate, and I take a left, and I go mm. up, and down, up and down, every single row, looking at the front and back of every grave. Wow. Oh, uh, I learned and, to look and, at the back. And that was he, and that, heaven. heaven help me, heaven help you if you go with me and you're not prepared because sometimes things are on the opposite side that you would never yes. expect to be there. The um. most, uh, the example that I like to give about this, uh, have you heard of Marthaville, west of Natchitoches? Mm -hmm. Uh, yes yes they
0: have a festival coming up yes yes (laughs) it's
1: a small town uh, west of Natchitoches they have a cemetery there Uh, it's either called Marthaville Cemetery or Marthaville City Cemetery and when I went to see it I was walking up and down each row up and down each row and I passed a man's grave and I looked and I saw that he died relatively young he was uh, he couldn't have been much more than 30 if if that and then mm-hmm. I walked down the other side of, and on, so, so on the front of his grave, there was uh, like a, la- a colored laser engraving of somebody bowling. And the man bowling is wearing a cowboy hat. He's got his belt on, he's got his boots and jeans and everything. Oh, okay, you wow. know this guy liked bowling, that, wow. I, I get it. And mm-hmm. then when I walked down the other side of his grave. There is a poem that he wrote about his thoughts and feelings and what he was going through when he learned that he was dying of AIDS.
2: Oh, And wow. if you
1: looked at the front of it, you would never, ever guess what was on the back of it. And it's, wow. it, it sort of go, it starts with, you know, why me, what did I do wrong? Into, you know, what are people gonna think? And then down into sort of acceptance and and coming yeah. to grips with things. And it's, it's- Wow. All, all of wow. that on one grave marker. It, it was incredible.
0: That, I think you bring a really good That's point amazing. because I remember we were in Yarrington, Nevada and I'm going to have to, it, just, it was like the 50 cent fool. That was it. It was like one stone and like a yellow mm-hmm. plasticky thing and a flower, the 50 cent fool. And I'm like, who's the 50 cent what, fool? What's that, so then like, who know? is this? Why and how? It's, and I'm I'm getting it wrong, but it's just off the top of my head. But when you go through these, and we find graveyards and national park sites and park sites, um, mm. especially uh ranches. Ranches tended to have their own graveyards. Yes. Uh, depending on where you go, you know, mm-hmm. farms, especially if they're out in the middle of nowhere, you know. Um, I, the family just, to me, it, you you I I feel driving through is weird to me, and we've had to do it just because of timing, but I feel like you should park the car. And just
1: start and walking. Walk. Mm-hmm. I, to I me, that's the best way to do walk. it because yeah, you, you, then get, you, to you, you get to see a lot more. You get to go something. into the rows. It's also a lot safer, so you don't actually accidentally <laughs> knock something over as you're going as you're driving through. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: But there, there's just it's a place of rest and a car sound. I'm like, we don't need mm-hmm. that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but taking these walks and, and you, so you lead people on Fridays at uh, the first Friday of the month, yes. at eleven, uh, weather permitting. Uh 1130. so eleven thirty, excuse me, yeah, so do people where do people meet you? Uh,
1: at the front gate, which is uh, pictured oh, on no. your on the background <laughs> uh, on your background, we behind put it you. on the right leg there yes. yeah,
2: yeah,
1: um there's no uh, there are places to park in the cemetery i I don't personally encourage it. there uh, the cemetery is right next door to Holy Cross Catholic Church, and there's a sign that says you're only supposed to park if you're on church business. I tend to think that visiting a cemetery is church business. So, but I always all, I always <laughs> stop into the church and say a few prayers before I go to the cemetery. So I consider that to be my out. Um, but but it's it's you know, it's, not,
0: it's part of the downtown district. You could be parked downtown and walk there. Yes, it's not you can, that You can park to me, in front of First
1: Baptist Church or park at Nectars Paris Library and walk there in a few minutes.
0: Yeah, it and mm-hmm. there's that bed and breakfast right there too, as I recall. There's yes, a, the
1: Samuel Guy House is right behind it. So if you're I staying if at Samuel, Samuel Guy there's an entrance right next to the front door.
0: I wonder if it's haunted just because well, it's the. Uh,
1: I don't know, but if you're, I've heard if you're at the Samuel Guy house, you have quiet neighbors.
0: Oh, that's a good one.
1: You know, mm-hmm. and you're in the so, dead
0: center of town, but I had to. The <laughs> most popular uh-huh. place have, in
1: town because yeah, people are trying to get in there. Do you, have yes, dying any,
0: get in. do you have
2: any reoccurring stories about hauntings coming from the people in that, uh,
1: I do not I, I've heard stories about people who have died in the cemetery uh, oh. I don't know any real bad stories about uh, about hauntings or ghosts you know lingering on after their death I mean the mo- the, the most gruesome story I have uh, that I've heard from a reliable source involves somebody who was walking back uh, from a bar on the other side of the river one night and and stumbled and uh, caught a a, a a fence spike in an, un, an unfortunate location on his face Ow. oh oh uh, it's a little it's a little bit gruesome for I don't a care podcast, where it is. but if Ow. you uh yeah somebody wants Ow. to hear it in person i'll tell it to him
0: well okay, when you when you take these tours though like you know there's the stories of the graves like we you were talking about the younger children and
1: you mm-hmm. know we cover
0: no man's land el camino trail and we were out in toledo bend area as part of you know natchitoches no man's land all of this and we went up towards zwali and we were on a site of a mission that used to be part of the el camino real uh, de los Mm tejas and it's so it's near zwali and there were horses and this really small cemetery and the lady Mm -hmm. was with us um none of us knew what happened but it was very historic and there were a bunch of little white crosses and we're thinking, did something come through here? Was there some kind of flu, you know, but there are little white crosses. So we thought it was kids. Maybe there was a fire. None of us knew what happened, but there were just little white crosses. Mm-hmm. And I can send you the photo. I got your email now. am sending you photos. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you're going to go like, I really wish Arlene never connected us. <laughs> but But what was that? I mean, when you go through, it's, bug, it's been bugging me for years now because I want to know who, what, what, happened? what how do you look those up? I know there's the Find a Grave site, right, that you can right. go to. How do you look up a nameless grave?
1: Exactly. And, and I mean, you can try sort of death records. You can try church records, uh, see if they have things like that. Uh, old newspapers, actually, I think there's a subscription service called newspapers.com. Which I have not used personally, but I've heard really, really good things about. Oh yeah, they have that years. old
0: the old. We found some of yes. our family history in that, and that was mm-hmm. some some stuff we don't <laughs> use to the air. Right. But anyway, yikes.
1: <laughs> you know, if they like in Natchitoches, we have the the genealogical association. If there's something around like that, uh, it could be helpful. The other thing, you know, knock on the door every now and then and and say hey. What's going on over down the street? You know, where did the crosses come from? Yeah, um, you know, sometimes all you have to do is ask and it'll open not one door, but, a, or a door that leads to a lot of other doors.
0: Right. Yeah, and, and I wonder how did the cemetery survive? We, you know, the Julian Pioneer Museum, uh, not that, well, the museum, but they have, they also are connected to the gravesite and Julian's up in San Diego and Southern California, up in the mountains so San Diego's a beach town, but they do have a mountain town Mm -hmm. that's 4,500 feet up. And Pioneer's Civil War history went down there. All kinds of Native Americans. I mean, this is like Mm -hmm. miners, brawls, you name it. And the Pioneer Cemetery, they're still trying to fix things. Because don't forget, you get earthquakes out there. Mm -hmm. I know you guys get hurricanes. They get earthquakes. So things shift. And there's still finding old graves not even necessarily marked but like these like it's like a black brick kind of thing mm. you know what i mean so they have all these unmarked graves and they have no clue who's buried in there and then there's right. the no new people that have passed and then they've got really historic people we all go oh that's you know so and so the founder of the town you know that kind of thing um so we see we're seeing a lot of this across the country these unmarked Graves, unmarked graves. How did like? What do you? I mean, I mean, every town has its history. For Natchitoches, do you have the same thing with unmarked graves where you go? We just don't know, like, because I mean, the history. Uh, The American Cemetery. I think there there
1: might be a few. For the most part, um, I mean, something might crumble due to neglect after uh, years and years, and the information on it might be lost. What I think. So there's a there's another cemetery in Nacogdoches called Breda Cemetery. Uh, it's in a, a part of town they call Breda Town. It was the site of a plantation owned by a man named J.P. Breda. He didn't grow cotton. I think he grew I think he grew grapes and pears, and I think he made wine and brandy. That's what really. Uh,
0: okay. Yes.
1: So the the community eventually dead. took over the cemetery <laughs> no. site there. And when I was in graduate school, we. Did a volunteer cleanup at that cemetery. We're picking up sticks and you know, cutting limbs and
0: raking leaves and
1: all of this. And a friend, one of my classmates had a rake, and all of a sudden he heard, you know, boom, boom. And so he, he took the rake and he just started going down. Da, 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 and there was a grave, maybe 12 by 12 or so. That was wow. completely covered up with grass. He, we wow. started pulling at it, cutting at it, whatever. And we rolled the sod away like it was carpet. It had completely wow. covered the grave. Nobody okay. who worked there knew it had been there. We had no idea we were going to wow. see it. But when you looked around the cemetery, you thought, there's a lot of places in this cemetery that look exactly like this. How many of those actually have somebody wow. buried there that we've just forgotten about? And it was, wow. it was another, it sort of looked like home, homemade uh, poured uh, cement or concrete that they had taken a stick and written the, the couple's name. Oh, in. Wow. And somebody recognized the name and knew who they were. It's just that they had for- completely forgotten that that grave was there. So wow. that can happen. It can happen through, like you said, earthquakes <laughs> and things resettling, but it can also just happen when things get overgrown and people forget about them.
0: Mm-hmm. wow so this is an important thing for people in their community to not forget their graveyard like so some of them like th- that was one even by Repes that they were saying that we we need people to help w- to keep these gravestones clean uh maintained like you were saying mm-hmm. the, the markers like you could well, it's history. there's majority of the graveyards that we go to it's actually hard to read the markers anymore it's, it's getting very very difficult and mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't what do we do about that and then there's all kinds of like there's I'm looking at art I, I think there's a lot of art and beauty mm-hmm. in, in what we see uh-huh. but then there's a bunch of stuff that I go man that's some creepy stuff what did you do why are there sheets <laughs> like it looks like there's people like there. you know like when an umbrella an out you know garden umbrella that you have on your patio and yes. it's closed mm-hmm. down well, there's a lot of that going on. What's going on with the sheet thing? Like, why Why <laughs> are we doing that? So there's all these other things. You just don't know what was going mm-hmm. on. So it's, it is about understanding the times before and what were they going through? Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, we were just in Nashville, North Carolina, and they had to move all the bodies because they had like this big sickness come through the town. And you're walking through Church Street and everyone's bodies are buried under there and they don't mm-hmm. know who they are. Like, it's like what? crazy stuff. It's so, crazy. like, when you think about like back in the day, they, you know, we didn't have red tape and protocol, you know, <laughs> and you well, only no, had I you mean, may only had the dirt that you had next to you, you know. Who,
2: but when you think about when you're going way back then, and people were really full of superstition, how, how, how is it that they moved bodies, and then? We read this thing where all the head was left and or the head was moved and the bodies were left i'm like no come on what's really going on Mm. you know i mean did they really are too glad you joined our show (laughs) no but it is interesting do you think that there has ever been a time when cemeteries have moved bodies from one location to another
1: oh yes Uh, i mean it's probably happened many times and especially in the case of uh, if development wants to take over that area. I think the, oh, I mean, when was the most recent, <laughs> uh, let's see, it's the, so the last time I saw a cemetery that I was pretty sure had been moved, I think maybe around Mamou, uh, south of Alexandria, I think there's a cemetery that had been relocated. Uh, I forget exactly what the circumstances were, but they, I think they tried to document everybody who was where and they dug everything up and they moved everything yeah. to another place, and I oh, think I think that might have also happened. That would it be the Rico truck
0: gets swerves off point. the highway with that. No, but yeah, you, I'm, I'm, you I'm you sure don't it's happened be, in a
1: lot of places. And in uh, other places, they would just knock everything there. over and pave over it. Uh, well, that happens, but no, it was but too that's much true. trouble
2: No, but that really you know, true. True. That's paving over it—that's one thing. But if you move a dead body. And and then they put up an apartment complex or a house. I want to watch because I know you're going to get haunted.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> well, but you got to think that, you know, there's going to be lots of places. I mean, that whenever they do something in a historic downtown to build or whatever, they have to bring in archaeologists to make sure we're not on you know indigenous people's burial grounds and all right, you exactly. know there's a lot that does go on nowadays that we didn't have back in the day you know and, yes. and we could go back in the day like 100 or two 300 years when we talk about Natchitoches mm-hmm. you know. Yes well far- um,
1: I know that in some places farmers would tell their workers if you find anything a bone a pottery shard an arrowhead you keep your mouth shut Oh. because if word got out oh this is this is a historic site we're going to have to shut down everything you're doing so we can investigate it
0: oh. exactly uh, but, but you
1: mentioned bar- paving over things and you know it's going to be haunted that was always where where are y'all from originally
0: California
1: uh, California <laughs> what, what Sorry. part of California
0: yeah, Nancy <laughs> Hollywood. <it> <laughs> so, yeah, she's from Hollywood, um, Solmar, Northridge. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. the earthquakes happen.
2: But we no. lived in Africa for a long time, so we have a lot of ghost stories. <laughs> okay,
1: so you you might not be familiar with one of the legends about the super the the Superdome in New Orleans, where the Saints play, and the Saints mm. were lousy for no. a long time. They said that the Superdome was built on the site of an old Native American burial ground. Oh. And, and so the site itself was haunted or cursed, and that's why the team was so bad for so long. And it makes for that's a good story because otherwise we just have ourselves to blame, and that can't. So, a
0: d- so did they move the Superdome? Like, you got to catch us up. I know you're part of the Louisiana They did not move, They game. did
1: not move the Superdome uh, before a playoff game. When was it? Maybe sometime in the '90s, early 2000s. Uh, they had a witch doctor come in and remove the curse Uh, uh, or or a voodoo priestess. (laughs) It was one of those. They came in and before the game, they had her do some sort of ceremony to get rid of the curse. I think they did end up winning the game after that. That's crazy. I can't prove that it worked, but it didn't.
2: I have to tell you, I've seen several witch doctor, African witch doctor ceremonies. And honestly, you will have nightmares afterwards, even if your brain tells you this is not true, this is just whatever. No, yeah. it's scary,
0: it's a scary, it's stuff. it's but it's it is about it's 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 trippy, it's trippy, it's it's yeah, trippy. it's trippy. That they're kind
2: of very, stuff is
0: they're very good actors. Oh, you um, think because no, because it is. I believe, well, okay, you could say, actors, well, they yeah and then so mind Plus, over matter the law of attraction right it's
2: just weird but, but just your
0: energies weird. can happen
2: yeah, i don't know
1: dude Body, are, but you, are, you,
0: are you glad you're here yet uh, are you well, okay? I, are you hanging in there
1: no no the no the the things that go on in cemeteries have probably been going on for a very long time and take many 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 forms
0: yeah shapes and forms too we could say that, just, that as well i, I, I want to get back i want to go back to nakita show i know we've gone okay. all over about this because it mm-hmm. is it you just rarely get someone who takes cemetery tours around on a show and mm-hmm. then we're like we you have to take us on a tour when we come yeah please uh, please even if it's not a friday please I'll take us here. on a tour okay. please because i want to go through because there's so much to learn and i know we do a lot of uh, family history and genealogical mm-hmm. uh, shows uh teaching people but the cemetery thing is, I mean, if there's no mm-hmm. little booklet, it's confusing. And I think going on a mm-hmm. tour has got to be so cool. Have you had any tours where people are actually Because Natchitoches history. When you think mm-hmm. about pre kane River Lake that you have, which what's kind of an oxbow. And then I see it online, it's no, it's not an oxbow. I'm like, yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> so whatever. You've got this water, beautiful riverfront, let's just say, right? But it used to be the Red River. Okay, so at this point, didn't Natchitoches have like, like it was like a ship city in a way, right? So at at some time.
1: So for a while, Natchitoches was the northernmost point on Red River that you could ship anything because of the Great Raft. If nobody's heard of the Great Raft, it was an enormous log jam that stretched Mm -hmm. miles and miles and miles and was around for years and years and years. You know, how, how big it was fluctuated over time but it prevented anything from coming farther north on Red River. So you could run a a steamboat up uh, to downtown Natchitoches where the Church Street Bridge is now and unload your your supplies, your cotton, your shipment or whatever. That's because it was technically part of Red River. Then in the 19th century, Red River jumped its banks completely. And now it runs north and east of town. For a while, King River still did connect to Red River. Uh, but it wasn't used for you know, for shipping as much because by that time Henry Shreve, after who Shreveport, Shreveport is named after, he cleared the Great Raft. That's how Shreveport got to be a thing because now you can go farther north oh, on Red River.
2: That would uh, that would be a great movie.
1: Yes, uh, that would it. be <laughs> an awesome movie. <laughs> that you'd have to get a lot of dynamite to, to make. Yeah, that movie. but
0: dude, it would be a great movie. <laughs> We're oh. keep going with the river thing because yeah, he was about. With all of that, with Natchitoches being so prominent that, you know, only you've got to think about no man's land, you got to think about Louisiana Purchase Time. I mean, all of this history and also wars mm-hmm. and the Battle of New Orleans, you know, people are floating up through the, you know, up to Natchitoches from there too. All of this history is international history. So genealogy, mm-hmm. when you think about tracing your family roots, Natchitoches has to be a prime Hub for people Mm -hmm. to really trace their family history back and that cemetery has got to be a big part of it
1: what's pretty cool every now and then i'll meet somebody who say that they're uh, descended from maybe saint denis or one of the commandants at the french fort uh, oh Oh, wow they're descended from a messier or somebody like that um but so you had natchitoches where it is and then 15 mile which is the 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 french Settlement in 15 miles west of town. You had Las Diaz, which was the capital of Spanish right, right. Texas for a while, where the Spanish had their fort. And you mentioned no man's land a, a couple of times. It's sort of okay. Where is the border between France and Spain? Uh, and then eventually, where is the border between the United States and Spain? How are we going to agree on this? And for a while, they just sort of agreed not to agree on anything. Um, but yes, mm-hmm. a lot of people have come through the area. A lot of people. A lot of people came here because of opportunity to make a, mm-hmm. a new life somewhere else. A lot of people came here because they wanted to get away from a life that they needed to leave behind someplace else. Ooh. So, Ooh. Or, or or they were sent here uh, against their, their own free will. But <laughs> di- different people, we think of things, we think of, a, we've got the Native Americans here. That's part of it. We've got the French and we've got the Spanish. Oh, and then the Americans took over. We think of that as... Sort of the 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 Anglo's, the you know the English. Yeah, who, who are China. you? <laughs> but yeah. we have Germans, we have Eastern Europeans, we have South, mm-hmm. we have East Asians. See, who,
2: it's like little Europe.
1: Yeah, they they've wandered through for for different uh, different reasons at different periods mm-hmm. of time.
2: So, when but these people, people were all opportunists.
1: Yes, I mean that's probably why my answers and my my ancestors showed up at some point. Pierre Mettoyer, we talked about him earlier. Yeah. He and his brother came up through New Orleans. Uh, his brother stayed in New Orleans. Pierre kept, kept coming up. And I think his original plan was probably to make some money and then go back to France. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, he's got 10 kids with Marie-Tres He married after they, the two of them separated and had a few more children. So now, uh, Pierre <laughs> Mettoyer has tens of thousands of descendants. All over the country and in different parts of the world, just because he stopped, it, because he decided to make his his home in Natchitoches.
0: Well, wow. I, we get, we still, uh, we did a um, interview out of Melrose Plantation with the lady who who did a very short reenactment that we were actually using for audio. And for some reason, I had mm-hmm. to upload it to YouTube. And to this day, I'm still getting comments like, "Oh, I'm a descendant from this," the, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're getting we're getting that even on podcasts. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. this was years ago, but. I'd say every two months or so, here comes an, another yes.
1: so one. So w- was she reenacting Marie-Therese mm-hmm. Yeah, that was probably Betty Matoir. It was Betty,
0: Betty uh Yes, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Be- Betty, Betty
1: Matoir, Matoir Rock. And yeah. mm-hmm. the first time she introduced herself to me, she said, my name is Betty Matoir, Matoir Rock. And if you're not from here, you would think she said Matoir twice uh, by mistake. But right. I knew, no, 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 she was a Matoir who married a Matoir, because there are so many after all of these years. Wow. They they you know assumed, yeah. uh, they were they, both they but not closely related enough to uh, to cause to, to cause problems.
0: Wow. Wow. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. a circular family but not. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. wow. It's a
0: figure eight. Wow. So that's that's it, it's such a fascinating story I mean yes. and, yeah, and, and now your it last name Williams so are yes. you on the British side that came through
1: uh I'm tr- I know I, I have my ancestry is kind of all over western Europe uh the Williams uh, that I I think probably England is that but there's some pains on my grandfather's side uh, who came from Ireland, my great 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 grandparents who immigrated from Ireland there so in the Payne Payne Williams.
0: So they put his name at the front. Uh,
1: that's been passed down to a few people, yes.
0: That's interesting. That's in- mm-hmm. see that's the thing about genealogy. You have to dig in and you have to kind of the names are hard because yes. people will change the names too. You
1: mm-hmm. know, especially oh, the, the spellings. spellings, spellings.
0: Yeah. And the spellings. Yeah, because
1: came. because spelling used to not mean anything because everybody knew who you were talking about.
2: Right. Yeah. And if it was too difficult,
1: mm-hmm. then they- Or it like, depends I know. If, you're,
0: if you're crossing to other countries yeah. and you didn't want people to know your, your roots
1: yes. as well. Yeah, exactly. That's true. And, uh, my, on my mom's side of the family, my grandmother's maiden name was Ressegay, R-E-S-S-E-G-U-E-T. Back when they were in France, uh, before they left France, it was with a C instead of two S's. And when you go back huh. a few generations before that, the name was taken after the tool that the men of the family used in their profession, which was a crosscut saw, which was called an arsegay. So hmm. it was arsegay, then resegay with the c, then resegay with two s's, and wow. it, it got switched around a lot.
0: Wow! So that's something. It, yeah. It's a, going hmm. back into genealogy and, and digging up your family roots, not necessarily their grave, um, is you go no. go to they the cemeteries the because that's. I think sometimes you can really find out like you well and it's a connection mm -hmm. to me that's a thing where you're that's as close as you're going to get to your ancestor yeah you know it's interesting because if you go to a site like that then
2: you actually are seeing most likely the truth as opposed to what your family may have told you (laughs) i'm just leaving it at that
1: (laughs) yeah there's uh, a a lot of things that get lost or omitted uh, on purpose along the way but yes. that I think what you just said reminded me, there are limits to what you can find in the cemetery because mm. let's say that you're looking at somebody's grave from the 18th or 19th century, and it's a husband and wife, and you've got Mr. you You've got Mr. John Smith, okay? We all know who mm. he is, he's John Smith. Well, buried next to him is Mrs. John Smith.
2: Yeah, but you don't know, we don't her
1: know what her first name was. Yeah. Maybe we yeah. know where, where, when and where she was born, but her identity as, you know, Cynthia mm-hmm. Thomas, the first twenty years of her life is completely lost now, because it was sort of subsumed by her identity as the wife yeah. of John Smith. Uh, uh, see, but that—that's that's just sure. the
0: interesting yeah. part of history. When you take people on these tours, because I really want to go back, and we've gone all over the map with this, but but, <laughs> no, but how could you not when it's Natchitoches? I mean, the oldest city in Louisiana, and the you know the purchase and the cemeteries that old. Um, when you think I, I really want to go, I mean, I, I've been bugging her. I'm like, Arlene, I want to go. You <laughs> got to get him on the show. Get him on the show. <laughs> Thank you, Arlene. Um, the thing is yeah, going, going to Arlene, Italy, Arlene. I know she's, in, I mean, she <laughs> yeah. likes to try. Well, good for her, man. She works her butt off. You know, mm-hmm. I I'm happy for her having a good time in Italy right now. I'm glad. I'm glad. But um mm-hmm you know when you think about and we always think you know this is airing in october for halloween and all of that you know i think we should go all the time but there is something mystical and as the seasons change Mm -hmm. there is something about it but going on a tour whether it's you know november december january who cares when Mm -hmm. um there is something about having someone being able to point out you know hey this Mm -hmm. is so and so i mean Mm -hmm. what happens in that cemetery like when you cannot read a tombstone does the cemetery fix it i mean that's something that you know you as a guide can help us know who it is you know what Mm -hmm. i mean are there prominent people that you make sure to always take do you do the same tour each time i mean
1: so it's generally the same and I'll, i'll i'll tell you about uh I, I had a group and a woman was trying to decide whether or not she wanted to take the tour. So I I was upfront I said, what? "Well, here's here, here, here's <laughs> <Just> what <go. laughs> the, Yeah, I said, "Well, here's what the tour is not. I'm not going to mm-hmm. stop at every grave and say, this is so and so. This is when they were born. This is yeah. when they died. Their marker says that they were a beloved husband and father and he's dear to us." And then go on road. and do that for every single grave mm-hmm. and I said, "Oh, thank goodness, it's too hot for that." So I have, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, six. I have eight or 10 graves that I'll specifically point out along the way. Uh, I'll talk about the history of the site. I'll talk about why Natchitoches is where it was and why it's called what it's called, sort of some of the things we've gone over uh, on talking right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I'll point out some of the different parts of the cemetery, some of the notable burials, talk about, about, how the cemetery has changed over the years, what's different from the way it used to be, uh, where it's expanded. Um, Just pointing out a few stories along the way, because that's really what it is, it's storytelling.
0: Uh, Mm -hmm. And
1: and the rest of it, we don't go, we don't walk around the whole cemetery. We sort of make a loop around the middle part. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, this is where we're gonna go. This is what I'm gonna talk about. And if you have any questions along the way, I'll answer every question you have. When we're done making the loop, if you want to walk over to another part of the cemetery and you want me to come with you in case you have questions, I'll do that too. So usually oh, we're talking really 40 nice. to 45 mm-hmm. minutes, which and it's free.
2: Yes, that is and so it's free. Awesome. You can that leave at any time
1: and some okay. people have. You can join at any time and some people have.
2: Have you ever had anybody take out a cell phone? We we did a Graveyard. Oh, to and try to talk to the grave. And somebody took yeah. out their phone and they had an app on their phone and they put it on. <laughs> it was so funny. I thought it was going to in my pants. <laughs>
0: because she put the phone on. He did, grave. y'all. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I didn't, but it was close because it's a ghost hunting. They... That was a ghost hunting yeah. trip. Yeah. yeah and it's so different. The,
2: voice, it's different. the voice was supposed to be a ghost from that grave. You started talking, it was the funniest thing I ever saw. What do you think?
0: But I know, but what do you think about this stuff? No, seriously. So is that a no-no or an okay thing to do? Uh,
1: (laughs) Again, I would leave the graves alone for the most part. I would not put anything on them. I would not try to record any sounds. I would not try and play any sounds. Uh, I don't think that was the intention of the people who buried their loved ones there. But if you're investigating things, uh, I would hope that you would do so in as in as non an invasive manner as possible.
0: Okay, and so uh, who who on the who who are some of the people that you do stop at?
1: So I mentioned uh, Pierre Matwyer. That's huge. Yeah, talked about him earlier, Um, Mm -hmm. and. In the interest of full disclosure, I was a tour guide at Melrose for two and a half years before I started Hmm. at the museum. You got the history, yeah. Spent a Mm -hmm. lot of time talking about Pierre and Marie Mm Transcoigne. I can do it—you know, forwards, backwards, upside down, and inside out. See, I always said
0: coin coin, so now I know that I was really—I've been messing it up for years.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I say coin coin. There are people who say coin coin when I say coin coin to either French people or uh, Cajun speakers. They'll start laughing and giggling because in French, quine, quine is the sound that a duck makes. Oh, quine, quine,
0: quine. oh well, there you go.
1: So That's I talk funny. about Pierre and Marie Trez. I do talk about the prud'em some. I talk about Cammie Henry and her involvement, both as the owner of Melrose Plantation and as the the. Um, the lady who ran the artist retreat at Melrose. That leads get... you into Clementine Hunter and François Mignon. And we haven't even mm-hmm. talked about them yet. Yeah,
0: Clementine's yeah. in St. Augustine. I photographed yeah, her. She, she and François are
1: both down at St. Augustine.
0: Yeah, and but but you know the whole thing, <coughs> that whole artist community to me is mm-hmm. just this magic land that they created. Mm-hmm. Like they, I mean, that was, and a lot of places happen in the South and the Northeast with these, communities that I I, I mean there that's just that's it's unique and cool and when you go to Melrose Plantation and you can imagine mm-hmm. that kind of creativity happening there was the guy right. that was in that one area not the there's the African house but it's Nick. is it the Yucca house
1: The Yucca house yeah Yucca.
0: that, that lived there. yeah Mignon. okay that's what yeah <laughs>
1: let me let me do my air quotes Francois uh, that is no. a much, much longer story. <laughs> uh, so I talk about, that's what Cami Henry leads me into. I talk about John Gideon Lewis, who was the most worshipful master of one of the Masonic groups here, probably the most mm-hmm. prominent African-American buried in the cemetery. He's got a great mausoleum. Talk about John Sibley, who was the Indian agent appointed oh, by yes. Thomas Jefferson. Mm-hmm. He had been uh, a, a doctor or a physician, a doctor's assistant during the Revolutionary War. And he was in charge of Basically, finding out what was in this area after the Louisiana Purchase. He's, We've all he heard of Lewis and Clark, who went along the Oregon yeah. Trail out to mm-hmm. the Pacific. John Sibley kind of did that for Red River. Uh, Wasn't okay. he a newspaper
0: the, man too? Or am I getting my my guys messed uh, up? I
1: don't remember him being a newspaper man, but I'm. I'm I'd have Does to check. Does he have
0: the little? Okay, so Sibley Lake is he named after doctor. him.
1: Yes. Yeah. He's
0: um, a. So there's. Like when you look over Cane River Lake, uh, so there's the cemetery, then you go towards the lake, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the park for uh, still Magnolia's Lady Susan there. Uh-huh. Yeah, thank you. Then you go down a little bit, and then there's a, the bridgey thing, mm-hmm. a bridge, but there's yes. this tiny park and it's dedicated to one guy. Yes, Is there's that a Buster
1: John Sibley right at the corner. No, so it's bridge. him,
0: and he yes. was a newspaper man okay. years mm-hmm. before. Yeah. I've got I've i got that's all a huge history. family the Sibley no, no. families. I good. wonder about him and the bird books the birding guides the yes. Sibley because mm-hmm. they're the best birding guides I mean I know there's the Audubon thing but like Sibley is if you're a bird the watcher the Sibley guide is like the gold right but it's So I wonder Bible. if they're related but anyway that's the rabbit holes we all go down to if you like history <laughs> you know what I mean but that's that's it so he's in there He's at the cemetery?
1: Yes. He, he, John Sibley is buried in the American cemetery. I need to go cemetery. say hello.
0: Oh my God, <laughs> he's amazing.
1: Uh, and a, amazing. a couple of others, there's a, a man named Mayor Theodore Edward Pullman, who uh, to my knowledge is the only mayor of Natchitoches who was ever assassinated in the line of duty. Oh, what? Uh, back in the, no- oh, you know what? Oh, about a wow. hundred years ago or so at this point. Wow. And then I, at the start of the tour, I do point out the oldest marked grave, which comes from 1797 belonged wow. to a lady named Marianne d'Artegault, who was originally from France. And, you know, we've the, the sign, the big sign in front of the American Cemetery calls it the oldest cemetery in the Louisiana Purchase. Uh, St. Louis number one in New Orleans probably disputes the claim, but I've heard a very good argument that where St. Louis one is now is not where it originally was. Ah. That it's been moved since it was first started. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you consider the second so, uh, St. Louis, number one, to be, you know, have been started after the American mm-hmm. Cemetery yeah. in Natchitoches, that makes the American Cemetery the oldest one in the Louisiana Purchase. So take uh,
2: that. D- See, there's a lot of ghosts <laughs> roaming around in Louisiana. I know. Oh,
0: do spirits. <laughs> spirits. Spirits. Or when oh, I, when I
1: worked name. at Melrose, uh, people would ask, what it, what's it like at night? And, you know, yeah. it, because it's dark and it's out very isolated. And there's all these, you know, it used to, be, it was, a plantation with a lot of enslaved people. So, Mm. you know, do you have the ghost? People basically ask, do you have the ghosts of slaves haunting the place or anybody else's ghosts? And uh, in two and a half years, I was probably at Melrose at every time of day, except maybe between like 2.30 and five o'clock in the morning, because a couple of times I had to go in really early and a couple of times I stayed really late. Uh, Mm. And I told people the scariest thing here is me. Now, just and but some people say, "Oh, I saw a lady on the steps as I was driving away, and she was looking at me funny." And one day we had a a medium, a lady who said she was a medium, come on the tour,
2: and my coworker gave
1: her the tour, and she said that lady said she saw ghosts everywhere, and I said, "Well, that makes sense because if you're a medium who doesn't see ghosts everywhere, you're not much of a medium." So, but, uh, so I do know somebody, who, I do know somebody who would like to start a ghost tour in the downtown historic district, and uh, she's probably going to get a restraining order against me, so I can't come anywhere near it.
2: Oh, oh. come on. No, it's good to, to have different viewpoints. Yeah. Well, There's nothing I think, wrong with that.
0: I, I think mean, there are spirits. I mean, it's, everyone's got their thing, right? But. And I think that if, if you are open to it, then mm-hmm. they'll hang out with you. If you're not open to it, they're not going to come see you. But I heard Magnolia Plantation was where all the shenanigans mm-hmm. really happened. Uh,
1: that yeah. would be, a, well, That uh, Ghost Hunters International went down there several years ago, if I remember yeah. right, and, and, and found some suspicious activity. Um, and I think questioned the veracity of the National Park Service worker who, uh, who wouldn't cop to there being ghosts there. Uh, but Magnolia does have four uh, several uh, original slave cabins on the site,
0: so yeah, we if you're in, looking yeah. for something
1: spooky mm. going on, that's one place to go look. And that, I, and it it, also, it has an a, a original wood screw press, which is very rare in the South. Yeah, there.
0: yeah, that, that, and when you think yeah. about, and I went there where the donkey would go around mm-hmm. and everything, and mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah. When you go in those cabins, those slave cabins are—I think they're the creepy. Whether or not brick ones, goes. brick ones that you can find in the South mm-hmm. or even in this country that are still standing, mm-hmm. and it, there's a creepiness because I think a lot know. of times we I can talk about spirits and everything, but there's just you know stuff went down there. There's a feeling yeah. to it, and you know bad things happened, you know, and. you You know it's something that's you know whenever we talk about the history of the south i mean it's not just this country it's around the world slavery happened everywhere Mm -hmm. and we can't ignore it Mm -hmm. we need to just all of us communicate about it and Mm -hmm. not let it happen again obviously but go don't throw Mm -hmm. it away don't ignore it and also know that it's there and i think it's important to go to these places and i think our park service does an amazing job of interpreting mm-hmm. this is these here's the facts ma'am that there it is <laughs> you know let's just get make up to your the own point mind. you know um or they'll the or they'll hear
1: they'll talk about when they were had to renovate or remodel or repair something they'll find things in the attic
2: yeah uh, mm-hmm.
1: you know lo, emblems or logos or medallions or just different things all wrapped together that was supposed to have a, a supernatural effect on the place where they were uh, the most famous ghost in Natchitoches is probably Isabella. I'm not sure you've, you've heard of her oh. or not. Uh, no. She it was, uh, she haunted NSU's campus for a long time and, and, and might cool. still, but it, there are a few legends about how she came to be about, but she was a young, I think a young French woman who uh, either was jilted by a lover or whose lover died and she wasted away and then she started haunt, uh, haunting different buildings on campus Every now and then, they would have to tear a building down, so they would hold a ceremony where they moved Isabella from building to building. It became See it became how, a big deal.
0: When I was in boarding wow. school, there was a ghost too. There's always the you know the lost love, the forlorn you know, yep. love lorn. I should say yes, yep. yeah. It's the love lorn. It's the you know. What's that lady in South Africa long black, on the bridge? The long black. Cloak. That lady. The there's lady. always there's always someone on a bridge there's always someone in a mm-hmm. campus whether it's a boarding school or a university there's always a woman there that's going to get you it's an old bridge sometimes yes. too so that's going to happen <laughs> Scotty thank you so much for joining us it has been it a so pleasure and I really I, when we get to Natchitoches again we want to go walking the cemetery oh, yeah we do and I've got as you know I've got 20 million questions I mean I could talk all day about it because it's just <laughs> well The one thing I want to say is I I just think that they are forgotten in, and I'm so glad we're doing this on our Natchitoch show, because I know Arlene understands the importance of of responsible tourism. Mm -hmm. And I think we've got to include our graveyards and and cemeteries and and resting places as part of places to visit and respect and support. And Mm -hmm. I don't know who supports or protects and maintains the American Cemetery, but as we're traveling the country we're finding that they need help. A lot of times mm. it's all run by volunteers, master gardeners, uh, that kind of thing. So
2: mm.
0: we've got it's it, it, it. It's, 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 the town's it's history. history. It's part of history and a lot history. of times forgotten. And then there's a bunch of people like us who will travel just to see graveyards. So yeah.
1: In this case there is something called the American Cemetery Association. They're responsible for the site in general, but uh, each individual grave, I think, is a, is the responsibility of the family, the family. members uh, okay. of, of the buried of the person buried there. Yeah, they they arrange for you know the landscape crews to 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 mow and to weed eat and things like that, pick up limbs, all of all of that.
0: Oh, that's nice that you have that because a lot of places mm-hmm. they they are in trouble. You Left, yeah, and
1: and we're lucky enough that I've mentioned Northwestern State University a couple of times. On campus is uh, an entity that actually works for the Park Service. It's called the National Center for Preservation Technology and Training, NCPTT. Uh, one of their uh, staff members used to work for the city of Savannah, taking care of cemeteries. And about once oh, wow. a year, one of the local preservation organizations, the, the Natchitoches Historic Foundation gets together with him and they have the sort of arranged for a community grave cleaning event at the cemetery. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a nice volunteer activity that, you know, is supervised by somebody who knows what he's doing. So it's mm-hmm. not just a bunch of people coming out with bleach and power washers, trying to make things look yeah, trying you know, to clean and shiny. This is going to tear yeah. everything apart. Uh, so yeah. that happens about once a year. And it's nice to see that, but, uh, but it, it's an uphill battle in a lot of places because sure, you know, if you have some people working on it, well, in 10 years, what if those people aren't here anymore? Uh, mm-hmm. What if the site just deteriorates? What if you don't have money to, to do everything that you know needs to be done? And in some cases, uh, well, just in the last mm-hmm. three years, we had a hurricane and an ice storm. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, it's very rare for an actual hurricane-strength storm to reach Natchitoches. We'll have, by the time it gets this far inland it's usually more of a tropical storm and ice storms and snow are not exactly our thing here but in the last three years you know a hurricane came through knocked over a bunch of trees and limbs ice storm took care of you know some of the things that were left over after that so there is a lot a lot of recent damage that's taken place mm-hmm. that uh, that can happen in a lot of places and it's sure. something that people, need to keep in mind and plan for even if you think it's pretty unlikely
0: right i think that's a a good point because i mean they're they're special places they're sacred grounds and they're just left off the list a lot of times and there's other than there's the people like us and you and others you know that that's oh I'm going to a new place first thing I want to do is go to the cemetery <laughs> and then you geek out and go down 20 million oh, yeah. rabbit holes of people's families and their history so which is a it's a fun thing mm-hmm. and and you learn history and it I think what it does what people don't talk about we talk about ghosts and all of that and but the reality is that graveyards connect you to real people in history, and that's an, a very important thing. So mm-hmm. we understand, like it's like we were talking about going into the slave homes uh, in at at uh, Magnolia right. Plantation. You will mm-hmm. feel something, yeah, because it happened, and it's cooler in there, and it's just—I mean, we were there on a summer day, hot, sweaty, and you go in, and it's 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 a different deal. And I think these places. It, the history is there. Well, it proves it's tangible, and it makes it human, not just a year and a date in a book. You know what I right. mean? And, yeah, it and proves so I think,
2: it proves the history,
0: right? And and what you you're know? doing, taking people on tours, I love it. And everyone, go see Scotty at the Louisiana Hall of Fame at the Sports Museum, and then also the Louisiana State History Museum right next door. And no, no, no
1: it's all the same thing. It's all, all in, in one, one building. building. Yeah, yep. it, it's two floors. It's part Sports Hall of Fame Museum. It's part Regional History Museum. You walk in the front door, you'll be able to see it all.
0: And you'll see Scotty. Yeah, right. and, hey, and has, you'll see May Have you five met days Terry Bradshaw yet? Has he come <laughs> through those doors?
1: Uh not haven't, haven't seen him yet. Maybe he'll maybe he'll uh pop in at some point. But he is one of our he is one of our more, more prominent members.
0: Yes, yes, he is. He is. Well, thank you so much, Scotty. Everyone, keep up with natchitoches and plan your adventure go to natchitoches.com and that's dot com. <laughs> did i get it right scotty
1: excellent well done
0: oh thank you thank you and everyone keep up with us at bigblendradio.com again uh, we do this show every third tuesday uh, learning about uh, the louisiana's oldest city natchitoches so stay tuned thanks so much scotty thank
1: thanks, you scotty